This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Good evening, Jason. How are you? Hey, doing? John. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm. I'm doing fine. It's like yourself. Mm, not bad. Um, just swinging through the summer. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, so I'm just like it's getting to the point where now I'm actually anticipating Comic Con. It's like it's a week week away, and I I still need to get through my list of stuff I need to find in the half off bins. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. Thanks. I said before. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people go to Comic Con these days just to find out about all the newest movies and TV shows. But no, it's like I, I, I still go there to actually buy comics. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Check like, that out. You're actually going yeah. for the reason Comic Con was created. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like it's. I keep hearing how like oh, it was so much better in years past. I mean, this is still like the best. Best time of the year for me to go and buy stuff. It's like it's Christmas in July. That's 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 what I'll say. Absolutely. Uh, what do you have yeah. for us tonight? Speaking of which, well, you know, it's like as as Comic Con is going, is will be getting into full swing. Um, Marvel's latest movie will be appearing, and I talk, of course, of Captain America. Now, like, I was like, I I've I've seen the trailers for this, and you know what? I I am interested. I mean, it's like I, it's like it looks, it's like it looks like it, it's like a good, good um like well relatively faithful adaptation of Captain. Captain America's origin and origin during World War II. It just looks like it's got a nice, nice retro feel, like showing like Steve Rogers, um, being like you know, like scrawny, scrawny Steve Rogers, or I guess Chris Evans like using that Benjamin Button technology as in in the ninety ninety pound weakling's body, and it's like it still look and it's like it looks, it's, it looks fun like like a nice nice retro. It's retro period adventure, and you know, I get it. I am looking forward to seeing Hugo Weaving as as the Red Skull because I mean, the guy, and the guy, the guy's got his own acting style, and I think it's gonna be perfectly suited for the Red Skull. I mean, that like, so John, be, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that might be the film's like, saving grace, to be honest with you, not the actor itself, but where it's uh, how it's set. Because mm-hmm. is this gonna be set in World War Two? Yeah, it's set in World War Two. I mean, it's going to show you. That's Cap- where his origin is from, anyway, right? Yes, I mean, it's like they're like so they they originally set him. They they said it's going to be a period piece in the beginning. Mm. Yeah, and um, I got because even though it's like I, that's how it's set up. I know it's going to end with Captain America, you know, being cased in ice, so they can be thawed out um, for the Avengers next summer. Yep. Well, that might be... I, you know what? Um, just speaking on the previous Marvel film that I saw, um, the X-Men First Class, I enjoyed what they did with, uh, you know, the the you know the whole going back and showing, you know, their involvement in the Bay of Pigs, I believe. <laughs> yes. And that was, that was fairly entertaining. Why? Because <clears throat> it was easy to relate to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, like, even though it's like, like the thing, it, things like I mean, this thing that was Marvel Studios by way of Fox, because I mean, like Fox apparently has their, like, has rights to all the X, all the X Men stuff, mm-hmm. as well as Fantastic Four, and Marvel, and I'm like Marvel Studios proper. I mean, like the, how they're being released through Disney and Paramount. Correct. I mean, they've they're the ones who've got all the rights to all the Avenger stuff. Mm-hmm. So. So I mean, it's, like, it's but still, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to it. I probably won't be seeing it during Comic Con, but I will definitely be seeing it like first first chance I get afterwards. Hmm. Still though, it's like I mean, Captain America though has got a long, long legacy of comics. Like back from his days in World World War II as a superhero, like like designed, like built for the very reason of fighting and um kicking Hitler's ass. I mean, his very first appearance has him has him like punching out Hitler on the cover. 
like it's like like on the cover. I mean, it's like it's that's what he's that's what he was made for. And even though he actually ultimately wasn't able to do that, um, he's he still made like a great great career out of showing us like um like what the American ideal should be: just being being courageous, better, smarter, and stronger than the guy next to you, and always standing up, standing up for the right thing. I mean, that may seem kind of cheesy in some regards, but a lot of writers over the years have actually made gotten a lot of good mileage out of it. Now, I bought a, I bought a, actually ordered a bunch of comics for, like, for this purpose of researching Captain America's, like, comics roots, and, you know, it's like, I wasn't, I still need to get through, um, the 500 pages or so of the, um, first Essential Captain America volume, but, which basically chronicles his first, his thought-out event, adventure, adventures post-Avengers by, um, Stan, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and I got through, I read through the first story, and it was just interesting and note that basically Captain America is put on monitor duty at the uh, Avengers mansion. And then some guys show up, some thugs show up and say, Hey, you know, he's just Captain America. We can just go, he's just like a glorified acrobat. We can just go and beat him up. Like we can beat him up real quick. So they, they beat up Jarvis. They threaten Captain America, but you know, Captain America being stronger, faster than these guys, he eventually gets a drop on him and, um, and then she, and cleans their clocks. You know, he's that, um, he's that badass. But I don't know, the interesting thing that stuck with me with this is that apparently like in his earliest adventures, like well, um, like Stan, like uh, Captain, he just had a uh, instead of it just being like the being the crack shot with the shield, and, you know, throwing it off, throwing it at some guy and just having a ricochet like across all these guys' heads. He had like actually like a magnetized shield, so he could just like you know just like repel it and attract it at will, which is interesting. But you know, I gotta give credit to whoever decided to um, give him like show him show him how he had the mad mad skills himself. To, get the shield where he wanted to go. Once I get around to finishing this, I might explain why. But still, um, the one, see, one of the writers who's been most associated with Captain America is the late Mark Grunewald. The man wrote um, um, Captain America for over eight years. It's like in the, it's like in the, um, in the 80s and, and onto, early, er, onto the early 90s. And um, he produced uh, like, what, a lot of great stories by, by most accounts. One of them, though, is it's called is just called is reprinted in a trade paperback called The Captain. Now, the story represents like a like a an epic uh, real it's like like a real um a landmark story in Captain America's um career where he based where apparently at the time like there's a commission in the Marvel universe called the Commission on Superhero Superhuman Activities and they decided hey you know what Captain America he was created as a government operative uh, using government funds on government time he should be answerable to the government. Like we we're going to like so they basically call in front of them and say okay you need to answer to us now for whatever you do or else you know it's like we're just gonna like hit you with like all sorts of red tape including the threat of back taxes God knows like no no weakness like 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 no weakness like back taxes so so what does what does Steve Rogers do it's like ultimately he realizes that you know I can't really like I can't really look to the American ideal by well I'm like I'm, I'm hamstrung by all these like by the government, by the government's like um, demands. Like I can't. And so he ultimately resigns as Captain America. So I thought it was an interesting gut, like, gutsy move right there at the, at the beginning. And then he's eventually replaced by um, by a guy named John Walker, who was like superhero previously known as Super Super Patriot, who um who fought Captain America once, um fought and fought once to a draw, and they figured like, hey, you know, he's a good, he's a good old Southern boy. He can. Like he's a, and he's a patriot who just saved the um, Washington Monument from being blown up by a nuclear device. So we can go ahead and have him take take care of things. Well, you see, it's like 
as strong as um as Mr. Walker is, he is not up to the um, mental mental and physical men, mental demands of being Captain America. It's like he's his his identity is eventually spoiled and revealed to the public. He he has to um and he also has to fight um like various um like various groups like the Watchdogs who want to um like protect America from like the filth and filth and disease of uh, of corruption and like porn and stuff like that. And all he he kind of ultimately agrees with the, with this kind of stuff. He's you know he he also take take them down take them down on like um because that's what he's what he's been ordered to do. I mean it's like it's it's an inch. I like the way that they um they set him up as as like you know, a successor. You know you know he's gonna fail in some way, but but his eventual his um, eventual un, undoing and unwinding like he's, he just goes off off the deep end after his parents are killed, and it's 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 interesting to deserve. But the thing is. You know, well, the story had a, like a lot of interesting elements. Um, it's still, there, it also has a lot of silliness as well. I mean, you've got, because I mean, like as it's like as Walker is taking over Captain America, um, Steve Rogers assumes a new identity, that of the Captain, and so because he wants, he, he's still, he's still got the super, he's still a super soldier, he's still got, he's still got all the superpowers, and he, so he wants to do, he wants to use his powers to do what's right. And this, these also, these adventures also include, um, you know, fighting against a, a hippie who can control nature called brother, called brother nature, taking part in the fall of mutants crossover by fighting against the uh, horseman of apocalypse known as famine, um, taking out a stalemate with between the serpent society in, um, say in Las Vegas, and also um, following the society's plot to uh, um, turn turn President Reagan and the rest of them. Um, Washington D.C. into snake people, so I mean, like some of the stuff. I mean, yeah, it's like it was the '80s. It's like it's this is the kind of stuff. I mean, this is back when like the um, comics were still, you know, kind of aimed towards like kids. So I mean, like, when you see um, like Captain America realizing that, oh, oh my God, like President Reagan, he's turned into a snake person, but he's sweating. His body's trying to fight off the fight off the infection. Um, it's like, come on, come on, Reagan, I have to keep fighting with you in order to get you to sweat out the serum. It's like you're kind of like thinking like, yeah, okay, yeah. And I know this is the '80s, but still, this is this is ridiculous. And um, ultimately, um, you, yeah, ultimately he becomes Captain America again. But the thing is, ah, he, it's the whole um, it's like the whole like like um, initial purpose of him resigning as Captain America, like under the um, su- after being faced with the um, Commission on Superhuman Activities demands, it's undercut when you realize that this. Was actually an evil plan by one of his oldest enemies. I mean, like his his decision to like, to, uh, to resign in the face of um, like government interference is is undercut. I mean, instead of being like a bold statement about what it takes to um, about like represent the American ideal in the face in the face of increased scrutiny, it just comes like a, you know your average uh, oh yeah the like old red skulls at his old tricks again. So so ultimately, it's like it's I mean it's like um. Payback, it's like it's thick, it's huge, um, but good value for uh, like um, over almost twenty issues for for forty bucks. Good deal these days, and it even and it also um, contains like the uh, the tie-in issue to um, to uh, I, to Iron Man's um, Armor Wars, which I talked about last year in my Iron Man podcast, and it's it's interesting to see the uh, to note the comparisons between the two because well that well that collection basically had Iron Man you know. Like basically, like, like putting his whole, like ruining his entire life and professional superhero connections. Um, this one, like you start off with like 
great departure, and then the status quo was restored at the end. With um, the Armor Wars, by the end of that that volume, I mean Iron Man, he's still, I mean he's still like screwed professionally. So I mean, like, yeah, you know he's he's eventually going to get back again, but still, I think at least made for a stronger collection. When you think about it, like, you know, it's like it that there's it still gives the illusion illusion of change right here, which which um, the captain, well, you know, an entertaining time capsule ultimately doesn't. Now, I also picked up another collection of um, Grunewald's work um, this called The Bloodstone Hunt, which basically has Captain America getting his Indiana Jones on by um, by um, competing with Baron Zemo to find the five pieces of the of the um, Bloodstone once worn by the by the monster hunter Ulysses Bloodstone, and he basically gets gets sent all sent all over the world from let's see from let's see, from South America to Egypt, let's see to um like to Madripoor, all all sorts of fun places. I mean, it's a, it's a good, I mean, it's, it's a good action adventure story, even though you get the kind of feeling that, you know, it's like Captain America is Indiana Jones. It doesn't quite seem right. I mean, like he makes for, for a good, um, like capable action adventure hero, but it still, still feels kind of like, like kind of odd, even though like the last two issues, which basically have, um, featured the introduction of, of longtime cat villain crossbones. Um, as he, um, he tangles with um cap against in Madripoor for the fate of um a Diamondback. Those those are pretty entertaining. I mean, it's like it's a nice, it's the same thing. It's kind of a it's a nice little nice little time capsule, but not something that but not something I I, I probably would have bought otherwise um had I not been preparing for this podcast. Now, one one thing I have had for years though is um Operation Rebirth um by Mark Wade and Ron Garney. Now. I started reading comics, um, like back back in the mid to late '90s, and at the time, like one of the things that Wizard Magazine was going nuts about was um, was Mark Wade's um, um, run on Captain America. Like here, like well, apparently um, Grunewald's run had been, you know, been getting kind of getting kind of old towards the end, towards the end when he basically had um, Super Soldier Serum in Cap's veins, um, killing him. Um, Wade um, came came on board right afterwards, and then um, apparently I brought him. Brought Captain America back to the forefront of um of um of super of uh, superhero a- activity. I mean, this story has him basically um ha- basically has him being re- being revived um, fr- from near death. Um, features the the, uh, the return of his longtime partner Sharon Carter. It's like she what she was thought dead, but now she's not. And then shock of all shockers, it turns out that the um that the complete blood transfusion that Cap- Captain America received in order to survive. Came from the Red Skull himself. So, but the thing is, they they have to work together because it turns out that um, that a secret secret society of neo Nazis has apparently got their hands on a on a version of the Cosmic Cube that has that um, where Hitler's um consciousness has been tran- transferred into. So once they get this this cube powered up, Hitler's consciousness is going to rewrite the world to um fulfill his his, his Aryan power dreams. Now it's now I mean this this. I mean, this arc has like has like this, it's standard standard like um, over the top verbosity that all like uh, Marvel comics had in, in the nineties. But still, I mean, it's like it give like Wade talks about in his introduction how like, Captain America thrives on impossible odds, and he just does a good job of showing him what what it's like what Captain America can do when faced with you know the resurrection of like uh, resurrection of Hitler and working with his most his most hated enemy. It's a fun it's a fun entertaining story, and it, and rereading it again. It, it holds up pretty well, especially the final volume, final issue where I'm um, Captain, 
where Captain has to team up with Bucky in order to stop or stop Hitler. It's an it's a nice twist and it also foreshadows um like Bucky's eventual return, which I'll get to in a second. But and it's like and I re- it's like I really enjoyed it. I mean the thing is though that um since I since I originally bought this this volume, I mean, um it's been reprinted in both hardcover and softcover editions with Mark Wade's entire um pre um pre Heroes Reborn run, which I would recommend pick Picking up. I mean, hey, to be honest, I'm probably going to pick up. See if I can pick up um, this this edition um, at Comic Con this year. Because well, this version I've got only has four issues. This one they've got uh, soft cover and hardcover. They've got um, now have like all I think like all eight or nine. So that's so I'd, I'd recommend checking that out since I've heard that the um the sub- subsequent story where um, Captain America um is declared I guess declared a traitor to the United States um in Man Without a Country. Um, that's see that I've heard is supposed to be um, supposed to be um, just as good as this one, so I'm let's see, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And it's like, and you know, I'll eventually pick it up. But you know, for years I was like, I mean, like you've got like then that yeah, they had the Heroes of Born era, which you know had Rob Liefeld writing, I mean, not writing and no drawing, and you know, less about that the better. Then Wade came back, and um, while I read an interesting article yesterday on comic resources. Apparently, like, well, the reason like Wade's um, pre Heroes Reborn run was so good is because like no one was paying attention to it. I mean, he didn't have to answer to Marvel editorial on anything. Then when he came back, man was put under the fucking microscope. So, and he well, he said that um, a lot of his stuff was um, like um, still holds up pretty well. He also notes that like the, the most infamous part of his of his return where, when he talked about the origin of the Red Skull was um, censored at the last minute by Marvel, and it's only now getting a full reprint. So, but, dude, just reading, reading the, um, the article about that, I mean, like, just to have to, uh, I mean, it's not that he tried to sneak anything by them. He, he was like, uh, he and artist Andy Kubert were up front with Marvel about, about the, um, their, their plans to um, talk about the Red Skull's origin in the most harsh terms um, all the way. But then, and then uh, at the very end, like when Wade had left for the weekend, Confident the story is going to go going to go to press as is, he comes back on Monday and finds out. Okay, yeah, um, someone at, at marketing had I got got scared at the last second, so it's going out censored. So, um, do you want to take your name off it? Wade said yes, and it's now only getting um, it's 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 due in a, in a tra- upcoming hardcover called Red Glare. I haven't read it, but you're just hearing. This is the appeal of getting a like a story that was originally um, boulderized in its um in its uh in its uncut form uh, does does have a certain appeal to me. Now, now that being said, like I didn't read Captain America for years. I've heard you know mixed to bad things about um Dan Jurgens' run, who took over um Captain America after after Wade, and as well as the um pseudo the post nine eleven pseudo serious run by um John John Nay Reaver, which was Absolutely excoriated by um, Paul O'Brien in the X-axis um, when it came out, and um, and then it just kind of like like just kind of went went on for went on for a little while under various authors, and then post Avengers assembled, it was um it was picked up by Ed Brubaker, and as you know that I've if you've been listening to me talk to ram, ramble and, and write for any amount of time, I love I love Ed Brubaker, so. So when find out that he's he's gonna do it, he's gonna um take over Captain America, it's gonna be something worth reading. And God knows that he that the that man absolutely delivered. 
I mean, like, not just from, like, the whole death of Captain America hoo-ha to, like, to also the revelation that, you know, Bucky was still alive and also a Soviet Black Ops commando all this time. And also just, like, how he, like, skillfully maneuvered Bucky into into being Captain America in a, in a really natural, believable way. Now, you also know that I believe that the, um, that at Ed Brubaker's um, noir instincts have kind of, like, um, gotten the series off, off the rails in this last volume, No Escape. Because, you know, as much as I love Brubaker and I love Love how his noir influences. He doesn't. The, the more I like, I like the more I read his run of Captain America, the more I start to feel like you know. I just love to see once where he where Captain America, either Steve Rogers or Bucky, just beats um, beats the bad guys, you know, by being smarter or cl- or more clever than them, rather than just you know having um, the bad guys just you know like having their teamwork fall apart at the very last second. So I mean that's that's my issue with um, no escape. But then I went so I went back and reread um, Winter Soldier for this, and you know even though it's like I still think that I still feel like my complaints are valid here, but still look looking at Winter Soldier two volumes of Winter Soldier available as one as a nice hardcover softcover edition. I hope um it's still it's still a great great little espionage story as Captain America um like um, um maneuvers um the post post um, Avengers Assembled World where he's basically working with Nick Fury and Sharon Carter to stave off um not well not the Red Skull's terrorism because the Red Skull he's killed in the first episode. He left this just giant um like giant uh like like bullet gaping bullet hole in his chest. And so he's dead. But it's a nice touch how like none of the characters um actually believe that he's dead at first because you know like you know he's gonna come back eventually. In true to form he does but um, Brubaker sets up a good, it's like a, a good, um, st- good noir influenced story about how Captain America's memories, it's like are, are slowly betraying, betraying him, and like eventually, uh, um, and also realize, like, you know, retconning like history as well in a, in a decent way. I mean, like I like, it's like the, the revelation that, that that Bucky is actually like the um, top secret um, like um, Soviet black ops legend, the Winter Soldier. I mean, damn. I mean, it's like it's like it's it's scary. It's like, and it's, but it also like avoids like the little pitfalls of just being, oh, hey, I'm Bucky, I'm back, I'm all right, Captain. Let's go and be partners again. It's just a nice, a great, interesting story, like um, story, like storyline for 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 um, Brew Baker to um to uh to mine, as well as like just like, like given the um like like continuing the great Marvel tradition of like having heroes who have flaws. I mean, like well, Bucky, and he's every and he he's certainly a hero, like. He wants to be a hero. He he's, does he's, does just as the Captain America legend. He still got that whole you know I was super I was a uh, so I was a killer for the Soviets for years, um like backstory. And that's looks like that's going to be addressed in the next next volume, um uh, you know, the uh, the trial of Captain America. So I'm looking forward to that. I do recommend picking up pretty much all of Brubaker's run though. If you're looking if you're if you're looking like to um like a nice closed closed dark. Just pick up everything um, he's done up to up to Re- Captain America Reborn, which is a nice, like I said, it's just that'll be a good, 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 like you know, contained story right there. And you can keep keep going though. I, I, I do express some reservations about Bucky's apparent death and um, the current uh, Fear Itself crossover, because with um, Fear Itself, I mean, it's like the thing is, okay, yeah, and we understand that. Okay, you gotta have like a big, big superhero death and in this, but, you know, just to have Bucky killed off like that, 
And he's like, you know, I'm not buying it. Man. That doesn't seem like like a real hero's death, or just like you know, like the uh, like the the real ultimate direction that um, Brubaker had in mind. Because like I me mean, at the end of Reborn, like Steve has a feeling that you know, like that if Bucky doesn't keep wearing the cap, doesn't continue being Captain America, he's eventually going to die. So I don't know if it's. I have a feeling we're leading to like a mis, like a nice bit of misdirection where Bucky's going to be revealed as um as like you know he's he's going to be brought back to life by before the end of the series, um, possibly as one of the um, the mighty, um as a, as, which whose identities have yet to be revealed in it's like in the crossover, but you know like I hope that um, Fear Self doesn't mark the end of Bucky's career as Captain America because I think there's still miles there, even with like you know like Brubaker's uh. It was in with the misfire that was no escape. So, like I said, I like so like, there's plenty of good Captain America stories out out there. Most of them written by Ed Brubaker, um, like and like with uh, with ones by Wade and um, Mr. Grunewald providing good good historical time time capsule time capsule value. Um, Grunewald's more than Wade's. So, so like I said, I I certainly hope the movie is good. It's like, and God knows I know they're already playing the sequel, which. It's interesting because, like, you know, like, like John, you know, they've got they've already got a great launching pad for this Captain America sequel, Captain America. Because, like, you know, after he's thought out in Avengers, I mean, they're gonna have like a the sequel's gonna be all about Captain America getting reacquainted with the modern world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's just gonna be like going around like, what is this strange? Like, what happened to records? What is this strange, strange uh, medium you call digital? <laughs> so, uh, CDs? What's that? Yeah, it's like iTunes, like Apple. I thought Apple was a, Apple was a fruit, and how it's how it's a company that's taking over the world. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like I'm it's like I mean like, I'm looking like I think Captain America's got a, like a, a good future. That I like I said I just pray to God that it doesn't turn out like like Green Lantern. But you know it's like Mar- I mean like Thor. If, if Thor is going to be like like a good baseline for the quality of like of like all the other the other Avengers movies. That are going to be coming out, then I, I like to think we're at least we're going to be in good hands. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, I'm going to go and go and call it a night. So everyone, it's like you know, have a great time at Comic Con. Um, if you see a guy with glasses and a um, Blade of the Immortal shirt on the on the day of the Dark Horse panel, then I can promise you that's going to be me. <laughs> so, so um, so I like, have so like, so like, have a great time. I like, enjoy the Captain America movie. And I'll be back in two weeks with you know something. So I'm sure that there's going to be something to talk about in two weeks, especially after especially after all the crap I get from Comic Con. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time. Later's. Take it easy. Bye.